Hello, West Tigers fans. This is episode 38 of the West Tigers podcast, brought to you by Eddie Otto. I am not joined tonight by Joel Helms. Joel is currently on his honeymoon in Italy. Uh, I'm pleased to announce he arrived safe and sound the other night, but he'll be having a couple of weeks off. I'm going to be carrying the can uh, at least this week. I'm hoping to be joined next week by a fellow Tigers supporter, Matt Taylor, who's uh, worked a little bit in the media in horse racing and has been a, a West Tigers tragic like me uh, over the past 10 or 15 years. So I'm hoping to have Matt on next week. But just stuck with me tonight, I'm going to go through the 14-9 victory over South, talk a little bit about the context of that result, uh, some individual performances, uh, the crowd out at Bankwest Stadium, uh, go through some of the player ratings, uh, and some of the team stats, as well as discussing the rest of NRL Round 15 and just a little bit of news around the West Tigers. It's been a pretty quiet week uh, after the past few weeks where there's been a lot of noise, outside noise at least, concerning the NRL squad, but that's been finalised for the rest of the year. Uh, and also just have a quick look at the Origin 3 teams which have recently been announced. Let's start with the 14-9 win over South. I think it was a an ugly, scrappy sort of win, but I thought it was a well-deserved win in the end. I think both sides had a number of opportunities that they probably blew, but on that slippery sort of surface, it was always going to be a defensive sort of struggle. And I think at the end of the season, when a lot of teams look back, uh, how many games you win by one to six points and how many games you lose by one to six points often defines your season. And the last two weeks, whilst they haven't been pretty, those wins over North Queensland and the Rabbitohs have kept us well and truly uh, on track to perhaps make the top eight this year. And, um, you know, we've had a few games this year where we've snatched defeat from the jaws of victory. You think of Penrith at Penrith, a game we dominated. And you think of Melbourne in Melbourne, where I thought we were the better side, but can see the try with two minutes to go where someone runs out of the line, a defensive mistake. And they are killers when you often finish ninth, like the Tigers do. But on the flip side of that, we've managed to score a, a match-winning try against Brisbane, uh, a golden point win against North Queensland, and now... Uh, behind with just four minutes to play and a try seemingly out of nowhere uh, by the hero again, Michael Cheekham. It's quite unbelievable that a player who's not a superstar in the NRL and he's not even a superstar in this squad, but he certainly, there is a footballer in there in Michael Cheekham and that individual try was some great footwork on a slippery surface. It's the third time he's done it this year, scored a try in the last five minutes. I'm including that you know, penalty try against North Queensland where he picked up a loose ball, a grubber. But those tries against Brisbane, and particularly this one, were remarkable tries. I think Brisbane, he sort of almost got through the hole without realising, whereas this one, it was uh, some individual brilliance, took on the fullback, stood him up cold, and um, certainly made the night out there at Bank West because it was looking like we were slumping towards defeat in a game that I thought we deserved to win, even though um, we didn't exactly set the world on fire. Beating South, it's always nice to beat South Sydney. I think the last three years or four years, we've beaten South at least once. And it keeps us right in the pack here. We were sitting ninth. I was disappointed that Parramatta won because... I think we would have stayed ahead of Parramatta on differential, and they sort of came from behind in the game. They looked nowhere against the Raiders. But, you know, Sharks, who were talked about as a potential premiership contender, they're in seventh spot, and they sit with exactly the same record as us, seven wins and seven losses. So we're not letting, you know, seventh or eighth get away from us. We're right in that race. Yes, we have a tough draw. Yes, we might be up against a little bit with our roster. But one thing I've respected about this side over the past 18 months is they're generally in it for the fight. I think Michael Maguire's got them super fit. 
I think they're motivated despite some of the rumours about discontent amongst some of the senior players. Most times you get a West Tiger side, even if they don't perform well, they're, they're giving their all under Cleary last year, under Maguire this year. And, you know, Madge is not the sort of guy that's going to settle for, for wanting to finish ninth or 10th and 11th, even if he does want to rebuild this roster. He's going to want to get 7th or 8th. So there's definitely something to play for, and it's just given us a bit of injection, winning those last two games and keeping us right in the hunt. Uh, what's going to be an exciting final 10 rounds. I uh, just want to touch on Bankwest Stadium again. Uh, as you would, you guys would know, I've been a big fan of the ground. Um, I think it's a world-class stadium, but it certainly doesn't feel like home at the moment. I was out there again on Friday night. It would have been probably a 50-50 split. That might be being generous. There was definitely as many South fans there as Tigers fans. Uh, an appalling crowd, really, of around 9,000. Now, Thursday night football for me is a disaster, and I, I uh, it's a shame how much the NRL have geared... Um, their whole product towards the TV ratings. I know it's, um, you know, they're paying them a mozza and there has to be some give and take. However, you look at different products over in the UK with the EPL and you look at the NFL and they still play the majority games on either a Saturday afternoon with the EPL or a Sunday afternoon with the NFL and you get big crowds and it just adds to the atmosphere. It's better to watch on TV. It's better being out there. And I've got to be honest, there was no atmosphere really out there on Friday night, even though it's the sort of ground, if there's 25,000 there, I'm sure when we play Parramatta there in three or four weeks' time, it's going to be outstanding, the atmosphere, but it was really very little atmosphere and it very doesn't feel like home at all at the moment. And it's going to take time, it's going to take winning games, it's going to take building a roster, uh, it's going to take lots and lots of things at the moment, but you know, I was obviously a bit bullish about moving there full-time. Maybe I have to pull back a little bit on that because I think... You know, a Leichhardt or Cameltown, even though it might have had a similar sort of crowd, nine or 10,000, there would have been a more Tigers-type feel than what I got at the ground for that game. The other thing is the surface. I think that's a big concern. I've watched a few games there this year at night, and it's a very poor product at night. It's like an ice skating ring. Players slipping and sliding all over the place. I don't know how you can fix that. It obviously gets colder out in the west and that leads to a more dewy surface and there'd been rain during the week but it just looked particularly heavy and really hard and maybe that suits us if i was um if you're being ruthless i think we're one of the better wet track teams in a competition to use a, a horse racing analogy i think the first two games against manly and the warriors were played in slippery conditions i think we've had a good record generally in night games this year the games where we've been touched up have been you know Parramatta during the day we were touched up by canterbury during the day uh, and there might have been one or two others. So I think we're a good team on a heavy surface. So that perhaps suits us going into this Roosters game this week and against um, Parramatta, although the Parramatta game will be a day game at Bank West. But, uh, yeah, I think they've got to have a look at that because you don't want games like that all the time, even though it looks like defences are on top. I think it's the fact that it's a lot easier for defences when you, you're not confident of sort of going sideways and using a bit of footwork. Uh, you can easily be put over the sideline or, or really struggling to get any traction in the ground. So that was one of the things I noticed. Uh, looking at the actual team performance going through it, I thought Corey Thompson had a good game at fullback. I've been a little bit sceptical of the move to have Moses Simbai in the centres and Thompson at the back, but I think it might be like that now for a fair while. I think... Michael McGuire really likes people that can run for metres. I think he's a fairly simple coach in that regard, and Corey Thompson's kick metres are well above what Moses and Bai's kick metres are. Um, he's courageous. He does have the odd error in him, Corey, but he'll always put his body on the line, and that try he scored was a, a good fullback's instinct, you know, sliding through off a grubber, getting that hand down on the ball, uh, diving for it. It was a tremendous try. I thought he had another really strong game. Robert Jennings out on the wing I thought was... A little bit average again, a little bit disappointing. Didn't do anything overly wrong. 
I think he might have made one mistake. But, um, yeah, I've been underwhelmed by his performances this year. Moses Simbai, it's been a, a funny old season for Moses. He's in line to be the potentially a you know a Queensland origin winner this this um, series. But uh, his Tigers form is, is not really lifted off. Eight runs for 45 metres in this game in the centres. Essan uh, Masters, he, he had a bit of a tough night. He did have 15 carries. He struggled to make an impact with those carries, although he was strong defensively, like everyone in this game. It was a really... That's one thing I should have mentioned off the top. It was a really courageous sort of performance. I think um, there was a real will to win this game and keep our season alive. And that's one thing um, Tigers fans out there, I think, recognise is just the um, the desire not only to get revenge over South, but to, to really put in for the 80 minutes. Uh, Benji Marshall, I thought his kicking game was was strong in points, particularly those spiral bombs. He put up a couple of them that really went up to the heavens and the South fullback was no chance of, of taking him. He did have a little bit of a funny night in defence, Benji. Uh, Cody Walker troubled him a few times and that side of the field was looking a little bit suspect. If the conditions were a little bit drier, I think we would have been in trouble a few times there in defence. Uh, Luke Brooks was a bit the same. He had, he had a bit of a hot and cold game with his kicking game. A couple of seven tackle sets he gave up, but his running game was very dangerous and you know, he almost chimed into a few of those set plays like a fullback, Luke Brooks. He's got really explosive feed off the, uh, speed off the first five or ten metres. And I'm not saying I want him to play fullback, but I just want one or two put more players with that sort of burst speed because it almost looked like we set up a couple of our set plays for Luke Brooks to be running onto them. And that's where you want, you know, the Tedesco-like player or someone, even like a Nick Meaney, someone who's been now been shafted out of fullback from Canterbury playing on the wing, someone who can add some thrust there because I actually thought even though we only scored two tries and one was off a kick and one was basically out of nothing from Michael Cheekham, I thought some of our set plays looked nice and were well executed, but there's just not enough speed to capitalise. There were a few times we were half through and caught or run down from behind and, you know, we weren't particularly horrible in terms of, you know, dropping the ball or things like that. But, um, again, struggling to score points. I reckon we would have had probably 40 tackles inside the opposition 20 and to only come up with a try from a kick and a, an individual piece of brilliance is still a concern. I think we've got the 12th best attack. No surprise with the personnel that's out there, but that's going to be the uphill battle getting into the eight. I don't think it's going to be a lack of intent or lack of defensive nows uh, that's going to hold us back. I thought the forward pack outplayed South. We, we ran for over 200 more metres than South, which is good because last time they played us, they steamrolled us. Now, obviously, a huge advantage for us not having Sam Burgess or Tom Burgess and, of course, you know, George Burgess. That was a disgraceful eye gouge, really. And I think at the ground it was a little bit difficult to pick up straight away. But if you see that and you're in the bunker, it's such a there's nothing tough about that. You have to say to the referee, well, this guy, he's got to go off the field. He's got to be sent off. He's going to get 10 or 12 weeks, and I think he deserves every one of them. And, um, you know, the send-off rule has obviously gone out of rugby league because that was a clear example of a guy who's just done something completely dirty and should have been sent off. Uh, he gets on report. Uh, in the end, we win the game. But, um, you know, Robbie Farrick could have had serious damage to his eye. He could have been forced out of the game then. And then you're essentially getting no advantage. So, uh, you know, an awful bit of play there from George Burgess. Looking at some of the forwards individually, I thought Alex Twal was strong again. 14 carries for 130 metres. Ryan Madison continues to be outstanding. 15 runs, 144 metres. <coughs> I thought personally, excuse me, maybe the man of the match. Um, for the West Tigers, made some really dirty metres in our end, looked dangerous with the football, high work rate. Chris Lawrence, good to see him back in the starting team. I thought he had a solid game, 11 runs, 93 metres, lots of courage lines. That's been the hallmark of his career, never afraid to run back on an angle at the defence or hit a ball right at the line. 
uh, Chris, and Matt Eisenhuth, one of the unsung heroes, I think, the past couple of weeks. I think he's in really strong form. 16 runs, 134 metres, tackled everything that moved. I think since he's moved to lock, he's made his position uh, his own since then. I think he might be there to stay for the rest of the year. Off the bench, Jacob Liddell. It's clear he's getting a lot more game time at the moment. Five runs for 63 metres. I uh, thought he had a, a decent game in tough conditions for a hooker with a guy with a bit of speed and footwork wasn't easy. Unfortunately, he made that knock on at the back of the scrum. He was actually due to be substituted there with five or six minutes to go when he was we made that error. Thomas McKayley, very impressive young player. 12 runs, 120 metres. So that's the only player there that's averaging over 10 metres a run. And this is his first year in the NRL. He's only going to get better and better. I think Michael Maguire will be delighted with his progression. Elijah Taylor, I thought he was actually strong off the bench. Uh, he's been really struggling this year, Elijah, but I thought some of his runs, there was a little bit more grunt in some of his runs. And um, that's clearly the message that Madge wants. He wants him to, to put away most of the ball playing and run hard and try and get over the advantage line. And, you know, you know you're going to get wholehearted efforts from those sort of players. So I was happy for him. And Michael Cheekham, you know, eight runs, 114 metres. He, he made a shocking error. Uh, where he tried to offload it, and that's Michael Cheekham for you. He can have you scratching your head, but then, you know, where would we we'd be without him this year? He's, he's now essentially won us three match-winning tries, and, and like I said at the top, there's a footballer in there. He's got footwork. He's got leg speed for a forward. He's got a bit of strength. He's got, he's got an offload. He's just a little bit inconsistent. Um, I don't know whether he's too nice or something like that, but uh, I'm excited by the fact we've re-signed Michael Cheekham because I think he can do something over the next two years. He's got upside in him. And only two South forwards ran for over 100 metres. So we're able to nullify South with the football. I thought we contained Damien Cook reasonably well. Cody Walker had his moments. But again, uh, Adam Reynolds, Cook, those sort of guys didn't dominate the game. James Roberts had one or two moments. But I thought our forwards got on top. Look, it was a game that we could have won or could have lost. But you've got to find ways to win ugly, um, particularly in the middle of the season. And getting South then was an advantage that we, we took advantage of it. The stats in terms of team stats for the game were all fairly similar. Line breaks, two all, no surprise on the slippery track. Uh, run metres, I mentioned. Even post-contact metres we won, which was excellent to see. Um, completion rates were down a little bit. Both sides made 12 errors. Uh, the penalties for one, us winning the penalty count, that was great. 7-5 against South. We forced dropouts. That's one thing we're good at. 4-2 forced dropouts. Uh, so overall, I thought a, a, one of our better wins of the season against a side that's probably going to make the top four in what was an important game, a close game that we're not always used to winning, and it keeps us up and about heading into this game against the Roosters. Just looking back at the rest of NRL Round 15, uh, started off obviously with our victory over South, which always makes the Friday, Saturday, Sunday a nice long sort of weekend when you win on a Thursday night, one of the few positives of Thursday night football. Uh, Friday night, the Dragons beat the Cowboys 22-14 in Wollongong. Continues the Dragons' excellent record in Wollongong. Wasn't an overly convincing uh, sort of performance. Paul Green, for me, he's a real whinger as a coach. I hate listening to him in the press conferences. He's always whinging about something, whether it's referees or injuries. And you know, I just wish he, he's the opposite of someone like Maguire, who generally won't make excuses. He's giving his sides lots of excuses, and they're struggling. And I think he needs to get over it. Uh, Roosters and Storm, good game on a Friday night. Always nothing much between these two teams. Of course, the grand final replay. I actually thought it was a moral victory for Roosters, and I'll explain that in the fact they had no Kiri, no Hargraves, no friend. Guys backing up from origin, and I thought they were probably the better side, but lost. I think they've got the Storm's measure when they're at top flight. Although, look, Melbourne, so much credit to Craig Bellamy and that club because they just, they just, they're three games clear at the top of the table. No one's talking about them. And they're going to win the minor premiership in, in a canter. So they've just got such standards of excellence. And that's something any club, 
you know, our club needs to strive for. It's like sort of New England Patriots. It's a true dynasty in the Melbourne Storm that just keeps on going. Billy Slater, a potential immortal, retires during the off-season and they're still winning games, top of the table. Saturday afternoon, Manly flogged the Titans. No real surprise. Manly are on the up under Des. Finally got a full-strength side back in the paddock. The Titans are a disaster for me. They're just a very flimsy sort of side. They don't put in. They're the opposite of a side like the West Tigers, I think, for me, who probably more talent maybe in that Gold Coast side, but certainly no resolve in it, and they're going to finish in the bottom four. Newcastle demolished Brisbane, continued their strong form. That's seven out of the last eight of the night, so I think they're locked to make the top eight. Mitchell Pearce is playing some excellent football. They did it without Caelan Ponga. David Clemmer came back and ran for over 200 metres. Brisbane are a mess at the moment, and I, we've, I've said it before, some of their senior players just not performing. Darius Boyd, Andrew McCulloch, a lot of young guys in there. Anthony Seabold's under pressure. I thought they were sort of rising a few weeks ago, but I think they're going to miss the eight. I think they have uh, they need something in the off-season. Brisbane, something's got to change there because they're a, a club on the way down at the moment, and it's not good enough for a side with uh, the whole of Brisbane to pick and choose your talent and all the leg-ups they get. Parramatta, big win for them, 22-16 over the Raiders. I was watching this game, and Canberra were all over them in the first 30 minutes. Uh, they were excellent, and then all of a sudden, the game turned on its head. I think there might have been an intercept or something, and uh, Canberra, every time you think, or I think there might be a premiership contender, they do something like that and, and lose a game and go back to where they were last year, and Ricky Stewart was seething after the game. It's a huge win for Parramatta because they've only been winning at Bank West, and they've been very poor on the road, and to get that win in Darwin... Once you've been 16-0 down against a pretty good side, it's going to give them a lot of belief. Unfortunately, it keeps them above us on the table. Penrith, another win. 18-16 over the Warriors. Five in a row for Penrith. They're sneaking up on everyone without anyone noticing. They've now seven wins and eight losses where it looked like all was lost. And this was a tough win over the Warriors. The Warriors are good at throwing games away, and they threw this game away because they led this game on a slippery track and allowed a 90-metre try with just two or three minutes to go. And good sides don't do that, but credit to Penrith for hanging in there. James Maloney, uh, as he does, he's, he's calm under pressure. He kicked the golden point winning field goal. And the Dogs, uh, big upset over the Sharks. That was a good result from a West Tigers point of view. Shot out to an early 14-0 lead. Managed to hold on in the end. Uh, Sharks well below their best. Interesting with the Sharks, some of their younger guys, they are performing better with them. You know, uh, Braden Braley and Flanagan earlier in the year and you know, Sean Johnson, while he has individual moments, so I don't know if he's gelled with his team. Matt Moylan's been a bit inconsistent. Uh, Aaron Woods just back from injury. John Morris was very angry with their performance after the game. Cronulla in a game they were heavily expected to win. So that's the uh, recap of NRL Round 15. Just some origin news. New South Wales to name an unchanged side for the uh, decider on Wednesday week, it will be, uh, at ANZ Stadium. Oh, I'm surprised they've left David Clemmer out. I know you've got to be loyal to a team that win, but how about some loyalty to a guy who's always performed well for New South Wales and came back from injury and ran for over 200 metres for Newcastle. I'm sure they should have found a space for him. Nathan Cleary looks like he's going to make a miraculous recovery. If he doesn't, it looks like Wade Graham at 5'8". I'd be okay with that because I think he's a very adaptable, resilient player who will run the ball and let James Maloney run the team. That worked for them really well in game two. Clint Gutherson uh, is the backup. No room for Mitchell Pearce, who I think wanted no part of Origin this year. I think he's just happy playing club football. Uh, Ryan Madison, let's hope he gets a game. Might be unlikely, but Tarek Sims is facing a judiciary charge. If he does get a game, he'll, he'll miss out clash with the Roosters, which will be a shame, but it'll be good to see a West Tigers player in New South Wales colours. Queensland got some issues going in this game. No Caelan Ponga. They were deplorable in game two, but they have won the last seven deciders, and you can never write off a Queensland side in a decider, especially when New South Wales... 
you know, I hope it just hasn't softened them up that thirty point win because Queensland will be gunning to get them in this decider. But I just don't know if they've got the team to do it. I don't think some of the changes. I can't see what they're going to do at fullback. They've brought Corey Norman in. Does does Moses Zumbai go to fullback? Does Norman play at fullback? Does Michael Morgan play fullback? Do they take Cameron Munster back to fullback and shuffle Norman into the halves, potentially? Um, Joe Offahengau and Christian Welsh come in, drop Dylan Napa and Jared Wallace. So it's just, for me, a Queensland side lacking a bit of uh, the class that it's had in the past. And New South Wales, there's no excuses for them. They're at home. They're coming off a big win. Uh, Queensland missing all their immortals of the past. I think they should win, but I think being at ANZ, it'll be slippery, it'll be close, a decider. It certainly won't be a blowout like it was in game two. And just news around the West Tigers to finish um, before I just quickly go through the Roosters sort of mini preview. Uh, we finalised our 30-man squad during the week. Now, a bit of a downer for some. No new signings like last year. We had the injection of Mbai and Farah. There was talk about DWZ or a couple of mid-season season transfers. Now, it hasn't happened. It's probably for a couple of reasons. One, I think salary cap, we're struggling. I think we tried to offload maybe one or two players. There wasn't a lot of interest out there or we couldn't find the right trade. And I think, too, you know, if there's no one there to pick up, don't pick up players for the sake of it. We've done that in the past, and it only gets you in salary cap trouble. We've got to get past the stage of picking up journeymen or guys out of reserve grade at other clubs who are desperate. Uh, and I've got no problem with them promoting Tommy Tallow and Alex uh, Seaforth from the uh, development list. Now, Tallow is the son of Willie Tallow. He's an under-18 New South Wales player. He's played for Australian schoolboys. He can play in the centres, which will be handy because I think we need a centre going forward. Uh, he can also play in the halves, so he's one to keep an eye out. And uh, Seafarth, he's been part of the Canterbury Cup squad for the past two years, and he's one of the forwards. I've got to admit, I haven't seen much of him play, but I've got no problem with them promoting some young guys. We, that's something we've lacked the last few years, is good young players coming through. I think as a development club with a big catchment area, we, we need to not just, just focus on that, but... It's clear we haven't been able to recruit elite players, and if your salary cap tied, the best way to improve your roster is to find some value in your own junior system. I think Maguire, uh, he's not going to ignore that. So I thought that was that was good news. Uh, now Roosters on Friday night, we're back at Bankwest Stadium. I'm hoping for similar sort of conditions against South. I'm hoping for a heavy track, a slippery surface, and a real uh, game that we can grind out a low-scoring victory. Because last year we blew it against the Roosters when we played them without their Origin players. A uh, game we slipped behind and came back and lost at the death, 16-14. And, you know, uh, we've got a shocking record against them in the past 10 years, but this is a very opportunistic time to play them. Having said that, it looks like they're getting some players back. It looks like they get Luke Keary back from injury. Obviously, Latrell's been dropped from the origin side, so he's going to be up for a big game. They might get Hargrace back, and even they might get Jake Friend back. So, essentially, it might be a Rooster side only missing James Tedesco and Boyd Cordner, uh, which you'd have to say on paper is still a stronger side than what West Tigers are putting on the paddock. But given the fact it's not a game they have to win and they're missing Tedesco and it's in the middle of this origin period, it's one of the few opportunities we have to beat them. And if we can get Josh Alloway back in the team from injury, uh, if Ryan Madison is not picked in origin, he'll be there. We'll be nearly at full strength, except for Moses Zumbai, who is, to be honest, not having much impact at the moment. So Benji Marshall will take over the captaincy, and I think it's a... Um, you know, a big game for us because, like I said, we're sitting just outside the eight with this, exactly the same record as the seventh-place Cronulla Sharks. And um, it's this type of year, uh, sort of year, where there's two or three spots up for grabs in the bottom of the eight. It's not going to be a year where, um, like last year, 14 wins was eight spot. I think this year, 12 wins will be eight spot with a reasonable differential. So if we can win six of our last 10 games, then we'll be playing finals football uh, for the first time in eight years.
So that's about all I've got to mention in this West Tigers podcast episode number 38. I'm going to be back later in the week doing a full preview for the Roosters game. I'm going to look at some of the team's name, perhaps where we might have an edge or two. And I'll also do a couple of little topics like players from the past, like um, Joel and myself have done, looking at some guys who represent West Tigers in similar positions or Balmain and Western Suburbs. Uh, and like I said, hoping to next week have a, a special guest on the show to preview what would be the game against Parramatta at Bankwest Stadium. So good to see uh, victory against South, uh, sitting in ninth spot currently. And let's hang in there, Tigers fans, and hope we could get a win against the Roosters. See you next time.